Hello and welcome to episode, what are we, 82? Yeah. Oh my God. 82. I'm, tell me about it. 82 of Hawaii. Uh, oh my God. Have Aloha Will Travel um, by Hawaii Magazine. I am Catherine Toth Fox, the editor. Hi, I'm Grace Myanneth, associate editor. Hello, Grace. Grace is on the island that we're going to talk about today, the mm-hmm. island of which is Maui, the Valley Isle. Is it the Valley the Isle? It is the Valley Isle, the favorite island. It's not the favorite island. I'm just saying. <laughs> it wasn't the reader's choice. <laughs> oh, that's right. According yeah. to our Reader. 2022 Reader's Choice Awards, that's right. Maui is the favorite island. Let me look that up. And the Kaanapali Beach Resort is a favorite hotel mm-hmm. on all the islands, which we're going to talk about as well. You're right. Best island, Maui. It's Maui, Kauai, Hawaii Island, Oahu. Wow, we're low on the list. Yeah. Lanai and Molokai. And the best town is Lahaina. Uh, let's see how many towns made the f- top 10 from Maui. Lahaina and then Hana is number five. And that's it. I mean, not that's it, but you know. Wow, Maui topped the list everywhere. Haleakala National Park was the best national park. Hui Hui Restaurant was the best new restaurant. That's also on Maui. Ooh, we have a lot to unpack here. And with us to unpack with us is our friend, Melissa Chang. Hello, Melissa. Hello. So <laughs> Melissa, this is your what third episode with us. I think you did episode two and episode 57. That was one with just you and me. Yeah. In my opinion, one of the better episodes, um, I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, Melissa Chang, for those of you who haven't tuned into episode two or 57, which you should, uh, she's a foodie blogger and social media expert on Oahu, but she does do a lot of traveling. She is our, our traveler, traveling foodie, I guess. That's true. Where do you just come back from? Paris? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. I don't even care. But that's not what we're going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about Maui because it is our reader's favorite island. And Grace is from Maui, lives on Maui. So she's kind of like a natural Maui expert. Melissa is a frequent traveler to Maui for many reasons and is like the expert traveler to Maui. So we have like two of the best well, you're always there. You were just there. I mean, you were literally there twice this month. And this month is like, we're only that in like week three. Yeah. Huh? I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to go again, but that got postponed till May. Like how many times a year do you, would you say pre-pandemic you would travel to Maui? Pre-pandemic, I think I was going like once a month, almost. Wow. Yeah, that, I would say that's a frequent traveler to Maui. No? Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. I, I think that's... Free. that's more often than I eat at Rainbow Drive-In. So, and I, I think I eat at Rainbow Drive-In kind of a lot, but it's probably just mm-hmm. once a month. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about all things Maui. So, so anyway, let's, how should we begin? Let's talk about your most recent trip. Both of you went to stay at the Westin, mm-hmm. the newly renovated Westin, correct? Let's yes. talk about what that whole experience was like, what it looked like, what's new there. So that's on the Kaanapali coast right? Yeah. Western side of Maui. Okay. Yeah. Near Black Rock. Um, have you ever stayed at the Western before that, Mar- uh, Melissa? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, pre-renovations. 
Mm-hmm. And what was, what do you think were some of the biggest differences? Cause I've stayed when I was really little. So like, I don't remember. I remember the flamingos and like, that's about it. <laughs> and everybody remembers the flamingos. Um, you know, I, it's hard for me to describe, but I, I want to say just everything. You can just tell that everything is brand spanking new. Everything seems mm-hmm. the rooms to the restaurants, everything seems a lot more open. There's a lot more open space, more open air. So you just feel like oh, I'm breathing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, what I was really impressed with is a really small thing, but you can, uh, what they gave us to get into our rooms is just like the wristband and then it's like a magnetic thing. And then you just have to hit the door because every time when you actually have like a room key, it never really works. It gets wet. And so you just hit it with your um, wristband and you get into your room and it's also the pool wristband. Yeah. I like that a lot too. Yeah. That's awesome. The four seasons on Oahu has the same thing. They, when they renovated during COVID and I went to go check it out and I thought it was like so genius because for yeah. me, I go in, I go to the beach and I like have a card and I have to mm-hmm. bury this key card in the sand or something and hope that one, I find it or two, no one steals it, but it doesn't yeah. make any like logical sense to me. Like nobody carries around, especially now, like nobody even carries a wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, why would you have a key card? But then if you have a wristband. Yeah. You just hit it. <laughs> you're not going to lose your hands. Well, <laughs> maybe hopefully but, yeah. remember the time that we went to lanai four seasons lanai they had that wristband in effect already um i don't think i got to stay at the four seasons lanai whatever i flew in and out that day remember oh i don't remember you always fly in and out you don't yeah i didn't stay i went and like toured it and then left oh sorry well, but yeah <laughs> so at that time they had these the cool wristbands then and at that time that was like genius yeah, yeah it's such a game changer okay well that was grace's favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> yes i wanted uh, to see that first too but then I, I thought oh no i better talk about the renovations <laughs> no 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 these are important like traveler tips i feel like yeah. you know, like kevin and i would always talk about the robes in the rooms because that was kind of our thing we we're sort of into robes i don't know why makes no mm-hmm. sense um Cause I don't wear a robe in my normal day. <laughs> like yeah. on vacation, I will, if there's a robe in the room, I will wear it. Yeah. Which makes sense though. Like it makes you feel luxurious while you're on vacation. So yeah. I think it's needed. I don't know what it is. It makes no sense. But I think when like Melissa and I traveled to Japan, I think I would put on the yukata. I feel like yeah. I did these things. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Anyway, how was White Coco? So White Coco is a signature restaurant for the West End, plenty of buzz about it um, because Chef Chris Kajioka, who's you know from Oahu, had opened this with a bunch of other people. But what was that whole, exp- did it live up to your expectations, Melissa Chang? Actually, it exceeded my expectations. Oh, that's good. Prior to their getting their liquor license, every time I passed by, it was always empty. So I thought, oh, must be junk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a liquor license. Your restaurant is crap. <laughs> I mean, you, you look inside and you see oh, the empty cavernous restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, nobody's going there. And the automatic thing is, oh, it's junk. Mm-hmm. It was also the pandemic. I mean, there just weren't as many people. But okay, so what was it like then? What was the food like? And Oh, yeah. man. I mean, like, all of it was just so... I just kind of like, I feel like a good word to describe it was kind of like elegant, but swanky, like swanky seems too like, 
too kind fancy. of what was that too fancy yeah but it was still kind of like beachy and down to earth and it, modern but you still felt luxurious going I don't know I thought it was really I loved the interior designing and like the tiles along the bar um yeah so I just thought it was designed really nice let alone the food it was really thought out and um yeah I, the food was delicious was it expensive? basic word to describe food uh we're not sure because we were hosted but it does seem like it would be expensive okay and it's right on the ocean right I mean it's mm-hmm. oceanfront or across the street I mean across the pathway from the ocean I can't really describe yeah. it right because there's a walkway yeah, yeah it's a restaurant views. yeah so it's it's ocean view ocean ocean views and what Melissa said too it's like Throughout the hotel, it is very open and open air. So, like, even though we were sitting inside, technically, like, it is very open. There's just kind of, like, no doors or walls between, like, kind of underneath having a roof over your head. Kind of alfresco dining, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who do you think the hotel is, like, it would be a good hotel for? Like, is it a good family hotel? Is it good for, like, a romantic getaway? Is it good for, you know, a bunch of friends going? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is it? Who is it tailored toward? There's definitely a lot of families there. Like really, yeah. Did it have a good think, pool? Oh yeah, totally. I'll see. Pools matter. Man. Pools totally matter. And I think in general, a lot of people when you travel to Maui, when you go to Kaanapali, that is more family centric. Versus if you go to Wailea, that is definitely more coupley. Um, or if you're like by yourself, but if you wanted to travel with friends and with the family, I think you would want to stay in Kaanapali both because of the pool and then also the beach access right there. It's just kind of that energy. It always, we're, it's always interesting to me that when I go to uh, like an oceanfront hotel or resort, how many people are, are at the pool versus the ocean that's right there? Yeah, I know that's a Hawaii thing or like, you know what I mean? But I get it when you have kids because at least a pool is a confined space. So like, you know, if your kid is in the pool, it's he's not anywhere else. And maybe there's a lifeguard or, and there's drinks and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I just always think like when there's sunbathing, I'm like, why don't you just go to the beach? It's right yeah. there. I don't get it. Anyway. Okay. Shifting gears. So Kaanapali Beach Resort also underwent a renovation. That was maybe like a year or so ago. When did we go? Was that longer than, it was like a year ago, right? About Less a year ago. About a year yeah. ago. And they really transformed their hotel as well, even though it's still, people always like, it's such a beloved hotel, like uh, Kanapali Beach Hotel. People love it. They come year after year. Remember we did that, um, that lay, cer- the Kukuina lay ceremony? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? And like, if you've been there before, you get like a white, a white Kukuina to represent how many years you've been there. And there were people that had like a lot of white. Yeah, they wear that with pride, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because it is a very, it, it feels very warm and friendly and cozy. It's not fancy. It's not, I mean, the way you guys are describing the West and that sounds really upscale, but I feel like Kaanapali Beach Hotel is very friendly and warm, inviting, you know? Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's, um, Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. It's the most Hawaiian hotel. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they also have a new signature restaurant too, which won our best new yeah, restaurant correct. for the 2022 Reader's Choice. Yeah. Hui Hui, Hui Restaurant. you want to talk a little, about, yes. a little bit about that? Yes. So Hui Hui, um, that's part of the renovations. And also I didn't, I don't know why I didn't know this until this last trip. 
um, because they're known as the most Hawaiian hotel, they needed to do things that really honored um, the, the Hawaiian culture. Like before they had a tiki bar and, you know, tikis kind of go under this whole cultural misappropriation kind of thing. So they needed to um, instead um, do, away, do away with the tiki bar and make it into a restaurant that honored like um, the Hawaiian, um, the navigation, um, mm -hmm. means constellation, it needs to gather. So, and since um, the Hokulea, uh, they navigate by the stars, there's a loop of the Hokulea crew um, working um, in the restaurant. And then the, the lights at, on the top is, is actually patterned um, like the night sky. Wow. So they navigate by the stars. How did so. you not know this? They, they didn't talk about this on our trip. I heard this whole thing about the Wayfinders, the Wayfinders like theme to the restaurant. You only heard about it this time? No, no, no. I knew about the Wayfinders theme, but then um, I didn't know some other, just like why they made it that way. Like, um, because a lot of people ask, where's the tiki bar? And I don't really have an answer. Then one of the Hawaiian cultural advisors on property just told me this trip explaining about the cultural uh, misinformation and how they need to really honor the because even I remember when I went there and they were talking about the design of the restaurant. If you look at the decor, even the, I don't know if it's the chairs, I can't remember right now, but it's all like rope lashing and it's supposed yes. to by hand. Uh, replicate, right? What they do on the Hokulea or in these like, you know, our canoes. Um, yeah, it, it, like little, little details like that was so interesting to me, like the lights um, mm -hmm. and their food, I feel like is very modern but it really has this old school like the kind of food I don't know how to explain it I think I'm just really stuck on the chili pepper water but <laughs> they do have like classic Hawaiian food like you can get pipi kaula you can get lao lao um mm -hmm. but it's done, it's done in a modern way yeah it's real yeah. different it's not and it's not like done in a modern way where they just like I don't know like put a edible flower on it. I mean, it's really yeah. thoughtful the way they put mm -hmm. together these dishes that yeah. use local ingredients. And they do use a lot of locally sourced um, ingredients, including the Molokai venison. Right. So the great thing. Yeah. Deer's invasive here. Um, and yeah. And so this group calls them and then Hui Hui uses the venison in their, on, in their dishes. They make a venison burger for lunch. And then um, for the appetizer, they have a venison poke. Yes, that was so good. Mm. And it's so good with the chili pepper water. I know. Do they still, they still have that, right? Like they're not going to get rid of that, are they? The, the chili, chili pepper water? water? Yeah. Oh yeah, they still have it. I, I actually um, got the prototype of a bottle. Of <gasps> are they going to sell their own chili pepper water? They're, they're talking about it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's just talk about chili pepper water. So some of our listeners may not understand what we're talking about and why we're like ooing about it. Chili pepper water is like a condiment used. It's a very local, local condiment. I wouldn't say it's like, it's not like traditional Hawaiian or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's a very local condiment uh, made with, I don't know, vinegar, like- and Chili peppers. Chili pepper, like Hawaiian chili pepper. Sorry, it has to be Hawaiian chili, a very specific kind of chili pepper. Um, and some garlic. people put garlic in it, right? Some people kind of put their little twist on it and you use it sometimes as a dipping sauce or like my dad, 
we'll put it in like beef stew or, you, you know what I mean? You kind of add it like, like, like Tabasco, basically how mm-hmm. you would use water. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, this but, is because of that, some people take a shot of it, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm okay. Like I like chili pepper water. I've had them here and there. I have to say, Hui Hui's chili pepper water is outstanding. We were drinking it. We were drinking it in little cups. It was so good. And we put it on everything. And I put it on one of their dumpling dishes they have as an appetizer. Out of control. Out of control. Was a was a pork and mushroom dumpling. I remember it vividly because I wasn't, I was like, "Eh." well, because I was eating, we had so much food. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'll just, I'll just put a little chili pepper water on it. I ate the whole plate. It was so good. You did. I did. And what Julie likes to do is she takes a little bit of that chili pepper water and gets her margarita and then pours it inside. Woo! Pauhana. That's Pauhana. Yeah, it's... I mean, it it sounds kind of weird, but you drink it and it's like, oh, she go. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Grace, are you a chili pepper water person? Yes, I am. And actually, my neighbors make um, chili pepper water. They'll put you a chili pepper water that's a little thing they sell um they sell it out of their house and there's also a few like they're in store uh, a couple stores too good to have neighbors that make chili mm-hmm. water anyway we went off on a tangent didn't we yeah <laughs> that's okay anyway so um Kanapali beach hotel also renovated also on the on on the Kanapali coast any yes. place else you've been to recently on maui you went to the kapalua oh, oh that's yeah. right Carlton. Yeah, and um, they also did some. Reno- Everybody did renovations during the during pandemic. COVID. They were closed anyway. Like, what yeah, else do? it was perfect yeah. time. Yeah, so that was nice. And um, I went to I went to the Kapalua for the celebration of the arts, which is something that they do every year, except during the pandemic. So this was the first one in a couple of years, um, and it was really nice. It, it celebrates um, not just art, but um, the Hawaiian culture and everything about it. So if you really want to get immersed in Hawaiian culture and really learn it, that's one of the events that you want to, you want to go to. The Kapalua Wine and Food Festival, um, which, you know, is, it's back, right? So that's going to happen. I think it's the 41st one that's happening in June, June 9th and 12th. And I, I believe tickets are on sale already for that. And you and I have gone, have you gone to that? Yeah. The couple we have, right? I know I have. <laughs> I don't think we've gone the same year. No, I don't think we've gone the same year. Um, we should go this year. Let's go <laughs> this year. Curious, how long have we known each other? Oh God. Uh, Since we were, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because let's see. We both I worked at the newspaper, I worked at the advertiser, and at the time we were owned by Gannett, and Gannett owns a microsite called Metromix, which was entertainment, kind of an entertainment site. And we acquired, I guess, rights to Metromix in Hawaii, Honolulu. And that's when Melissa came on board as a blogger, right? No, I was actually a blogger for the advertiser before that. So I started blogging oh, in that's right. I think. Okay. And then you, then you joined the team of Metromix, right? Which yeah. I was kind of a part of in a way. So that would have been what, 2007? Around then. Wow. And you guys got on a lot of press. You went to Japan together. You in, traveled internationally together. Been to Japan. Where did we go? Did we go to Japan twice? Yeah. We went to Taiwan. Went to Singapore. Australia. 
Australia. I learned how to speak Australian. Cake. Cake. Okay. Um, hopefully nobody from Australia is like listening. <laughs> um, yeah, where let's just we go. Australianese. <laughs> That's it. And then we've been to the neighbor islands. Well, I don't know. We've been to Maui a lot. And did we go to Kauai together? I don't even know. I don't think we've been to Kauai together. We went to Lanai and I, I didn't know that you didn't stay overnight. <laughs> um, yeah, Maui. I don't think we've been to the big island together. I think it's mostly been Maui. But you know what's interesting? So starting, I guess, this week. So last week when this podcast airs is now there's no mask mandates at all, like airports, planes, everything. So when you just came back from Maui, I think the mask mandate was still in place, right? For airports? Yes. Okay. Now it's like nothing. Yeah. It's so interesting. I don't know if I can do it, man. I don't know. I would, I'm still going to wear my mask on the plane. Yeah. They say it's like better circulation than, and they keep talking about like how the air is like really well circulated, but I'm like, you're in a, you're in a like very small area. Of, I don't know. Like how circulated can it be? Well, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard airplanes are really well circulated, but it's actually like in airports that's worse. Like you're better off in the airplane versus actually being in the airport where really? it is kind of like a building and that's like stagnant air, even though it's bigger, you know, there isn't really great circulation in the airport. I don't know. Interesting. Cause you know, if you've traveled lately and, I'm, and Melissa knows this, when you fly on Hawaiian airlines in particular, they have a totally new, um, gate area. Yep. That's like so open now. You've been there, right? It's like really high ceilings. For high ceilings. It feels so spacious and airy. Like I did not feel claustrophobic. Like I didn't feel like we were in a small, tight, dingy airport. It was yeah, so. Else. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. So I guess, I mean, I would feel more comfortable, I think there walking around maybe than in the old airport. But um, I got to get used to it, man. I'm still I'm still wearing my mask to the grocery store. I'm like I the only not. one. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I just went to the grocery store today and I, I put on my mask and so many people around me are wearing masks. So it's not it's not uncommon. Yeah. It's funny. It was never a habit. And then it became a habit. And now yeah. I have to like unhabit my habit. It's so weird. I was so uncomfortable wearing masks in the beginning. And now I feel naked when I leave without a mask. It's Ooh. so weird. So interesting. Anyway. Okay. What are both of you? If you had a friend that was visiting Maui for the first time, um, what, what, like, what are some places they have to hit? And it could be, it doesn't have to be food places. It could be like you know, the national park, or it could be an experience. What do you recommend people go to Maui? What do you recommend they do? Do you want to start off, Melissa? Or... No, you can. <laughs> I mean, is there a specific time? Because there's so many things to see um, and do. I think going up to Haleakala is awesome. I think going to Iao Valley is a really unique thing. Like both those you can't do on other islands. So that's what makes them special. And also going to Hana. Um, and also, I mean, I think going to the restaurants along Ka'anapali, but also in town, I think there's lesser known, or lesser known, I guess. You have to go to Tin Roof and Sam Sato's. Um, and so I think kind of like those establishments. Um, but in general, too, I think traveling, I really appreciated, too, where you can just spend one day and just like lay on the beach 
you know, and not ha- have it jam packed because on vacation, you should relax one day of not get <laughs> caught up and doing just like all these activities, which is really fun and important. But I do think there's some value of just like sitting on a beach on Maui, like whether that's a big beach in McKenna or along Kaanapali, I think those are where really nice beaches are. Um, and just like lay out and then afterwards go get like shave ice or go get something to eat afterwards. But like this cruise. Yes. One day of just like really cruising. Would you recommend Molokini? Cause you just came out from a snorkeling mm-hmm. trip to Molokini. Yes. I would totally recommend it. Um, you really can't see things like you can at Molokini. Like the water is so crystal clear. Like even on a bad day, they were, um, the crew were saying that like, it's still a visibility of up to 150 feet. Wow. And so you know, you're standing on a boat and you can see fish already. And when you jump in, like they're swimming just like really close to you, like they're like an arm's length away. So that was really, really neat to do. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. But you won't see turtles at Molokini because turtles don't swim that far out to Molokini. Oh, good to know. Sharks do. Sharks do. (laughs) I I remember seeing sharks and thinking, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But if a shark sees you, it doesn't want to eat you because it would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you see a shark, it saw you like 20 minutes before. So like it clearly didn't care about you. Just FYI to all of our listeners. <laughs> anyway, Melissa, what are your picks for Maui? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so of course, mine is usually food centric. And of course, it depends on the time of year and if you're a picky eater or whatever. But um, definitely to Grace's thing about Lying, lying out on the beach if it's if it's whale season you need to submerge yourself in the water so that you can hear the the mm-hmm. whales sing that that's oh, one of the things that's a good like, I've never done that but everybody talks about how fantastic it is I, can, oh. I can't do it because if I go in the water I'm going to turn the water purple <laughs> <laughs> I would love it's her hair that. listeners her hair is yeah. purple my hair is purple and it's semi-permanent so it's gonna stain the water <laughs> <laughs> but um other things like um if it, if it's your first time to Maui um you're going to land in Kahului of course like like you said tin roof but also get some tosaku goody goody which is a mm-hmm. family owned business and the goody goody is still only like what dollar something yeah um get some breakfast or lunch at Stillwells or on the way out this is what I did last time um I ordered ahead to get some a box of frozen um mini cream horns oh and, that's smart yeah and then i brought it back to honolulu without you know keeping it frozen and by the time i got to the party that i was about to go to it was thawed perfectly and everybody wow. just, just snarfed the cream horns <laughs> oh that's a good tip yeah, <laughs> yeah. anywhere else uh, you'd recommend uh Oh my God. I had some Haleakala. If, if you're into um, hiking and camping, definitely there, there's some trails in there. And of course, when you go down into the crater, you can see the Nene, the, the Hawaii state bird, which is always a nice thing to do, but don't feed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> and also if you go to Pa'ia town, um, which is a nice hippie place to go, I always like to make a stop in the Tibetan stuba. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, yeah. The prayer prayer thing. The public is, um, the public can access it. You're not allowed to go farther than that, but you can always go to that thing and get some blessings. 
That's cool. This is really great advice for people planning trips to Maui. There's a lot to do on Maui, even though it's a small island. There's a winery in, in Ulupalakua. Um, you know, there's just, I think you're right. Oprah lives there. So, I mean, it's got to be a good island. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to do. I think depending on, you know, what you want. It's a lot of good hiking trails. There's great beaches. Um, but I think you guys are all right. Like, you should take some time to just chill. <laughs> you're on vacation, man. You paid a lot of money to come here and you probably flew a long way. So mm-hmm. just relax and enjoy it. And yeah, just ha- just enjoy Hawaii. Don't, don't rush through it. Um, any final thoughts, Melissa? Um, oh my God. I have a question for you, Melissa. So were you um, on Maui throughout the winter to like coming pretty regular, regularly to Kaanapahali Beach Hotel? This past winter, no. Okay. Yeah. Why? I was just curious because the whales were crazy along the coast in Kaanapali. Like they were very, very active this year. Like just if you sat on the beach, they were putting on a show. Like even two weeks ago, they were still around and um, yeah, jumping and yeah. Wow. That's cool. I've lived here all my life and I've never seen the the show. I went on, we're watching boat once or twice. And that's when I've seen whales. Like I didn't, and I didn't see whales until I was 40. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm deprived. I, I guess. <laughs> Maui more often. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see them on Oahu. Oh yeah. On a whale watching boat. That's No, that's like you can just hike Makapu and go to Diamond Head and then see whales. No, never so done it. Told, so I've been told I keep watching and they hide when I'm. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's your purple hair. It's freaking them out. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us um, on this podcast. If you want to find out more about her adventures, um, please follow her on Instagram, Twitter, issues everywhere at Melissa 808. Um, yay. yay. And she also does write for our sister publication, Frolic Kauai. So frolickauai.com too. Please check it out if you're looking for food recommendations, especially. Otherwise, thank you all for listening. Please follow us at Hawaii Magazine on all social channels. Subscribe because we're back in print um, at hawaiimagazine.com. And if you want to get this particular issue, you can buy it at hawaiimagazine.com backslash shop, S-H-O-P, and get our Reader's Choice Awards um, issue. It's always our biggest issue. It's always our best. People love it. Um, And we'll be writing a lot of about our issue on our website, hawaiimagazine.com. So click subscribe, comment um, for our podcast. We appreciate you guys all listening. And I don't know, have a great rest of the week, people. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. 